You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hi, this is Chrissy from the Final Fantasy XIV podcast, Wondrous Tales. Come hang out with us every other Monday for a casual discussion of what's going on in the community and some tips to improve your in-game quality of life. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Matchless Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Josh Kinder, also known as Kinder. Hey, it's your boy, and now featuring more hot dog flavored water. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to let that one... Uh, Process. Let it, uh, sit for a bit. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> also here with uh, Ben Guyton, also known as the Dude Abides. Bringing up the, re- the rear with the chocolate starfish. Stop. Let's just stop this line right now. Hey, he got it. He got it. I was originally going to say it. it's your boy chocolate starfish in the hot dog favored water. <laughs> no, I, I got it. I, I got it. Doesn't mean it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> says the guy laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself, thank you. But then also we uh returning again for the second week in the row. Cody, also known as Thrill. What's up? It's you yeah, I'm not doing that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the week of bad intros. Yeah, Thrill is back so we can finish where we left off last week because like I said, we were at, we had that topic about uh, you know, it's not possible for a competitor to be fair online. We never got to it because we talked about twenty eighteen for so long. We will hop into that. Uh, this is episode number 140. We are recording on January 2nd and releasing on January 3rd. Hope everybody had a happy, safe new year. Yeah, like happy I said, new year. didn't need anybody to die because we need as many listeners as we can get. So we appreciate <laughs> you not killing yourself and fucking up our numbers. Thank you guys very much. <laughs> uh, like I said, we are going to hop into the topic about, you know, how it's not possible for competitive to be fair online, but I'm going to give Kinder and, uh, you know, Ben a chance to talk about how they felt about 2018 and also, you know, their wishes for 2019. And we do have a community question from Mr. Blue. Actually, I don't know. It could have just been more of a statement, but he put it in podcast questions. So God damn it. We're going to treat it like one. Okay. We're <laughs> consistent around here. <laughs> All right. Just throw a question mark right at the end of it. Call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'd like to uh, welcome anybody listening for the very first time. Thank you very much for checking out watch point radio. Uh, we do talk about, you know, overwatch news and competitive and some esports. And, but even you know, talking about those things, the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. And if you enjoy the show, you can keep up with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpoint radio. And we would love to have you join our discord, which is discord.me slash match those buttons and, you know, join in on the community. Uh, I'd also like to thank any returning listeners. Uh, thank you guys very much for coming back, you know, whether this is your first free listen or your 139th free listen. 
We really appreciate it. And that's why we do this every week because you're there listening. If you listen, we will talk. That's how this kind of works. So thank you guys very much. Uh, no new subscribers this week. No new patrons this week. I'm going to give two very special shout outs, though. One, I'll give a special shout out to Roe from Realm Maintenance, which more people probably know about Roe than they know. Well, actually, definitely more people know about Roe than they know about this show. A lot of people probably came to this show because of Roe. Uh, so thank him very much. But um, I was told, I didn't get a chance to listen to the episode yet, but I was told that Roe said WPR is one of his favorite. Overwatch shows is top one is top four. So thank you very Aww. much, Ro. Special shout out to you, and thank you very much for the work that you do all the time. Because I know I couldn't do it. That's some hard shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's some hard stuff you do. So thank you very much for your work. Really do appreciate the shout out. And also, we want to give a special shout out to community member Elite for putting together oh, a GoFundMe for our boy Kinder here. <laughs> oh yeah, he was I'm, like Elite. He, he took the initiative, man. I'm equal parts uh, humbled and kind of ashamed because I'm a broke bastard, but I totally appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> for, for those who don't know, if you're not in the Discord, Leap put together a GoFundMe because uh, like, if you haven't noticed, Kendra's been having some PC issues recently. It's half a part and, uh, back here. <laughs> yeah, like, if you're on stream, you can see his uh, the rig back there. But in, uh, Leap put together a GoFundMe for... You know, Kender to uh, you know, so we can uh, help support Kender and get his uh, rig back up and running. So, if you want to, you know, help chip in, I will have the link in the show notes. And uh, once again, thank you very much, Lee. Really, nah, do man, appreciate you, you have no idea how much I appreciate that. And then, like, first, right off the bat, the guy puts in fifty bucks, and then these guys over here, uh, they they all chip in another fifty, and then freaking Bob comes back from the dead and just sends me a hundred bucks via PayPal. <laughs> then you put in the fucking Patreon or in, in the GoFundMe. He says, "Yeah, here, PayPal, hundred bucks, take it, you asshole." <laughs> so, yeah, so all in all, we're up to two hundred eighty dollars to fix this thing, which honestly might do it if it's not the GPU. If it's a GPU, then we still got a ways to go. But that that will that will do a PSU. Uh, I got a guy that uh, I'm supposed to take it to hopefully the next day I'm off to run it through a diagnostic and put it on his test bench and try to figure out what's wrong since I don't have one. Right. All right. So, yeah, like I said, thank you. Thank you very much. And to both of you guys, really do appreciate it. Well, let's just hop into uh, a quick update. The only one that we have is that there were 1,800 Korean accounts banned for code of conduct violations, eighteen hundred. So I mean, it may not, it may happen, it may not happen. Um, but that tells me that they're in their banning phase. So I wouldn't be surprised if we got a wave of bans in other regions as well. U.S. And I, what did I say, Spanky Hunter? I thought I said eighteen thousand. I say eighteen hundred. Did I say eighteen hundred, guys? Eighteen thousand. Yeah, yeah. You say I think I said eight hundred. So eighteen hundred. Yeah, I was you wrong. said eighteen hundred. Yeah, sorry about that, Spanky. It was 18,000. You are 100% correct, and it's my fault because I didn't put a comma behind the 18 mm. in, my, in my notes here. <laughs> that's why I said 1,800. I actually have all the zeros, no comma, so that's me and my small brain. But yeah, so it was 18,000 uh, accounts banned for code of conduct violations. So like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if um, if we saw a ban wave go out for uh you know other other regions as well the uh, the one problem i have with this right is i understand doing band waves for um 
like hackers and people who are using exploits and stuff like that. Like I get that. And technically speaking, this isn't even a ban wave, by the way. This is a suspension wave. These accounts have not been banned. They have been suspended. So sorry about that. It's not a ban wave. Um, so I, I get doing bans, like a wave of bans for like, you know, cheats and exploits. But in terms of code of conduct violations, I think those suspensions should be coming up as the person is racking up these violations, right? Because, you know, while Blizzard was putting this list of players together, they're going to ban how many more matches were those toxic players in? You know, how many more player, how many more people did they affect? How many people quit the game because of these players? Right. You know, so I mean, I, I mean, it's good that Blizzard is that they are taking it seriously enough to, to suspend these people. But at the same time, I kind of wish that they would just suspend them like, okay, you have been actioned X amount of times and the X plus one time suspension like this, right? And then maybe provide stats a little bit later. Like, you know, Hey, we, we, over this past three months, we have suspended 1800 players for code of conduct violations, you know? So, I don't know. Not to mention, like, oh, these players probably have other accounts too, right? So there's this one account suspended, and now they just move on to the other account, and they just keep doing what they do. So I do kind of wish they just, you know, did it at the time. And I do think that, you know, if they if they get enough of these suspensions, their accounts just need to be banned. Right. You know, their accounts need to be banned from playing online. Let, let them play with bots. I'll play a box. <laughs> the, only, the only thing with that is that you have so many popular streamers and that's such a big thing now that you know people could basically just run twitch twitch sniping and uh and just report them you know or people they that, could but at least you can you can make a case for that like you know people are falsely reporting me right they're falsely reporting me and at least on pc you can talk to blizzard about that you can honestly actually, defend yourself too because you literally have the evidence you have it on stream yeah, yeah right. like oh it was this game where's what have i did wrong that right. will cause more of a problem for console players because we already know the dance that blizzard and sony and blizzard and microsoft play on those bands they're just kind of like oh well blizzard's taking care of it no well microsoft is taking care of bands like nobody really owner owns the disciplinary aspect of it uh, but i do think like for like because let's, I mean, let's be honest, like the big Twitch streamers, those are outliers, right? Yeah. Those are outliers. And if they're a big Twitch streamer, Blizzard, I'm pretty sure, is very aware of their account and their status and, you know, what their Twitch is. So it could, they're, they, they'll be easier for them to, if they did get banned, to get unbanned. Like, it's not just blind. We know that it's not just a system that's doing the banning because right. they're going through and picking out these accounts. So, but I don't know. We'll see. I kind of, I do wish it was a bit, you know, just, it's, it's a bit faster. Um, I'm hearing a lot of talk of toxicity again, right? Like the the toxicity talk is kind of coming back. Like it never fully went away, but at least it felt better for a while. So, you know, Blizzard definitely needs to take steps to at least assure the community that they are doing something. Even if they are doing something and we just don't notice it, you know? They need to say something about it. Like, we're doing these things to help with toxicity. And even saying that you are actively engaging in, you know, um, dealing with toxic players, but probably just decrease the toxicity because some people are still going to do it. 
But some people would be like, oh, it's not worth it. Like, let me not fuck with the bands, you know, or the, or the, yeah. or the suspension. So, I don't know. We'll see. I think the That's rise of toxicity has a lot to do with end of season. Um, yeah, it sure. always seems to spike yeah. when you get in the last two weeks of season. And then it didn't help the uh, clusterfuck that was the two-hour rest between the new season. That was weird. Um, but it d- doesn't make sense. I don't think they've actually responded to anyone talking about it either, have they? They just kind of let it happen and played dumb. I don't. What I else? don't think anything else has been said about it. No. Yeah, I. I know we beat this horse to death. But I'm just going to go on a little rant. I don't understand why even number the seasons. If it's going to be a two-hour break, and then it's like, all right, do placements again. Like, what's the point? We had a patch three weeks ago. You could have pushed it off three weeks and started the new season like a few days later with the patch live on server, so you can practice that, and then that patch goes live. There's your new season. I mean, that just only makes sense. I just... Very (sighs) odd. Very odd to me. It really... I think that like that two-hour rest between seasons is kind of like a slap in the face right (laughs) it's like (laughs) it doesn't matter like it it doesn't matter what you're doing at least you know before we had what we have a two-week break between seasons i that was so underutilized right so underutilized that's when they should be putting patches in and balance changes and all these things like i'm I'm, you're right we did beat we have beat this to um you know, we have beat this horse a bit, but fuck it. We're bringing it back it's to last week. Again. <laughs> uh, for the new, this is for the new guys. <laughs> but that's like, you know, I, I think balance changes shouldn't be happening unless it's game breaking, right? It's game breaking. Right. Like you might consider like McCree, for example, right? If it is bad enough in the higher tiers that this is causing a huge problem. Okay. Rebalance that, but making changes to Bastion, you know, stuff like that is introducing is new heroes mid season. Well, the biggest yeah, introducing problem, <laughs> the biggest problem with having any balance, small balance changes mid season is that you get a ton of people just hopping on a character. They don't play ever just because they're, 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 they're like slightly different or they do two more damage, you know? Right. <laughs> and that's, yeah. I don't know. It kind of messes up everybody's comp experience because all of a sudden you get a bunch of Torbs out of nowhere. <laughs> where did you come from <laughs> you also get like just way more levers and all that stuff like people like mm. people who play at the end of the season generally speaking like they're just kind of there to get their their points right right, right. a lot of them they just want to get in and try to get their points like they haven't played all season and they maybe they kept meaning to do the, at least their placements like oh so the season's coming up let me do my placements and they haven't played all season so they're trash you yeah. know and they don't yeah. care about overwatch they don't care about the state of overwatch you know, they just want to get their points. <laughs> you know, well, maybe it's a good thing that the PC took a crap when it did because it was right around uh, in the season, about midway through winter event, uh, which yeah. I was in the middle of a match when it finally uh, just decided it wasn't going to work anymore. So I obviously at some point had a ban and lost all those cow points. So we were winning that night I, too. I, I think bad. I was in that. I think I was in that match actually. Yeah, I think it was with <laughs> it was with you, and we'd been winning the first couple, and then. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I know playing uh, last night I'm scared about the next band wave because I, I know I got six reports for a name bot <laughs> oh yeah like they, there was a team they played and they're like there's no way your widow's not bad and then he gets play of the game and he is just missing so much like, <laughs> okay to be fair I, I killed I believe it was three people and they were all headshots, but I missed more shots than I hit. 
Yeah. 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 He definitely did. I don't know. 14 shots like killed nine. three people. Yeah. Dude, I don't know who was playing, I guess, was somebody playing Junkrat? Because all you saw were people getting knocked into the air, and then as they're flying through the air, Thriller just take it out, take it out, take it out. It was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Like, it was, it was like, that's why he got, that's why he got those shots the way he did. Right. They were literally going in the, the, the play of the game was them getting launched into the air, getting shot. Another one comes up, gets shot again. (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous. Absolutely. So, but no, like it. uh, Using a light gun too. What's that? What did you say? Is it where you use Nintendo light gun too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you should meme that. Do you still have that play of the game thrill? Yeah. If, oh, you, I, yeah, I if you have that, you, uh, yo, send yeah, that you to have me. That I'll play stick it in the video. Game, save All it. Right, I will. Save it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I yeah. can send that to me and uh, like like put in an email or something. Say uh, duck hunt meme. And then right. uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll remember it then. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah that'll be funny. Yeah. Oh, Katie. Oh, there. Okay. Our friend Laura Croft is in chat. Kender. She. She made oh. it. She's here. I thought her that's name was my, Laura. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's Katie Cat ninety. That's our. Um. That's our low gold high plat partner in crime. You don't <laughs> right have to make there. that distinction with my SR right now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, a lot of the times when I talk about playing in that rank and things that happened. It's with her. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> her, me, her, Fozzie actually thrill, you know, so thrill getting a little upset because he's playing Genji well and nobody's following up <laughs> for kills. <laughs> no, I, uh, I actually had this whole two hour season thing really worked out in my favor because I just had like, well, right now I'm at my all time career high two years of Overwatch. So like that, that two hours actually really helped me out. I don't know what it was about it, but uh, <laughs> Uh, placements went pretty damn good. I'm not sure if you guys have placed yet this season, have you? I haven't. I did play place. I, I I placed with you the other night. I guess. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, last night. Yeah, we we played together. That's when you had the uh, <laughs> the, the the duck hunt thing happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I, I I do think like the whole two hour uh, or, or short like between season thing kind of nullify the uh it helps nullify like the um importance of the competitive right like it it really just feel it does feel like quick play plus like okay it ended and okay now do it again right yeah they're basically saying like hey everyone we hear you and here it is it's quick play plus yeah (laughs) curious this is how we feel about it right so all right, but let's go ahead and move on. Let's talk about Overwatch in 2018. Actually, you're going to talk about Overwatch 2018 because we already talked about Overwatch in 2018 <laughs> for 90 <laughs> minutes last week. Um, so, uh, Kender, dude, which one of you guys want to go first? What do you What do you think about Overwatch in 2018? Uh, like, if we're talking about Overwatch, uh, I actually had probably more fun with this year in Overwatch than I have in previous years. But that was because of the community, uh, specifically the, the podcast community, everybody in the WPR and uh, prepared to attack and, and all the all the related podcasts, those communities getting into game nights, meeting new people to play with, uh, getting on the show WPR, starting fragging out and then killing fragging out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not dead, man. It's just sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's in a coma. Uh, we'll call it yeah. that. <laughs> 
Uh, KB's in a coma, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <he is. laughs> I would believe it. I would believe it. Uh, love you, KB. Um, you know, so, so I, I would say as far as my personal experience in Overwatch, 18 was a really good year because of the community and everybody that I met and everybody that I connected with uh, and all the things that I learned and, you know, tried out. Uh, as far as the actual game itself and what the devs did, eh, it's a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you, dude? How about, what about you, Ben? Um, I mean, I really enjoyed 2018 and Overwatch. Again, kind of the peripherals of the game. Um, I really enjoyed the inaugural season of Owl. Um, I watched probably way too much, if you ask any of my friends. But <laughs> I, I watched a lot of Owl. Um, got made fun of relentlessly by my brother that I wanted to watch video games online, but whatever, you know, <laughs> to each his own. What's he know? Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I think the owl is a great success uh, for the first time through. Hopefully they continue to improve on it. Um, the game, I'm kind of with Kendrick. Eh, eh, whatever. You know? <laughs> um, Ryan's more fun to play than he was, I think, towards the end of last year um, where he was oh. kind of unusable. But you know it's marginal still. So you think toward the end of 2017, Ron was unusable? I can't remember what time frame it was. Um, but there was one like two season stretch where you just couldn't play him. Oh, that was dive I, meta. I, I think you're talking. Uh, yeah, about. so like with yeah, dive, sorry, yeah, I, he I, I, was less effective for sure. Right. Yeah. I couldn't remember what time frame it was, but dive was yeah. around for like a good solid year and a half. So I figured <laughs> it was probably towards around late 2017. Right. Right. Well, I, I, miss, mean, I miss dive. I, they I, fixed that by breaking his shatter. <laughs> that that Lucio video that you put out there is oh with the heat seeking shatter yeah <laughs> <laughs> through cover around it it's like uh go fuck yourself yeah. the crazy thing is the Lucio made such a good play too he boops him out of the animation and that gives him enough time for him and his teammate to hide and he still gets penalized for it. It doesn't it's like, matter. Oh, man, yeah. It's like, it's yeah, ultimate, fuck your life. Ultimate face <laughs> bomb. You're yeah. too good. You're, you're too good. You're going to get shattered right now. Yeah. <laughs> we got to reel you in a little bit. Yep. Yeah. It's a comeback mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> Learn your place, fool. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's it for you, too. You know how you felt about 2018 and Overwatch. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Brig. I don't think she's a problem. Um, I don't like think the whole delete brig thing has any credence to it. I just don't like her as a character. Um, I think she did what they intended to do, which was kind of defer everyone away from dive. But like the actual gameplay of 2018 was so dominated by her for such a long time. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, when she first came out, I mean, she, I don't like the overpowered brig, right? I think the balance change right. they made to her, at least in the bulk of the game, works. She was still a problem. I know she was still a problem in higher play because the amount of time that you would get stunned by brig was enough to delete you in, in Masters, right? That's yeah. like when I'm when talking to Masters and Grandmasters, that's what they said the problem was. Like, I think it was Fu that said to me, putting the stun on a longer cooldown is not going to help. Because as soon as somebody gets stunned, they're dead. They're dead. Like yeah, they're, they're dead. like they stun your Reinhardt. So I thought the changes they made for me, even if they just would have made it so she couldn't stun through shields anymore, I think that would have been fine. That would I'm like okay, she's cool now. I think personally, um, but you know they did remove the extra damage on her shield bash, and they also upped her healing, so that helps her as as a character a bit you know um so i mean i i 
don't have a problem with uh you know Brig as a character. I mean, my biggest problems are with some of the original characters, like Bastion. I think Bastion is a terrible character design for a first person shooter. Fuck Bastion. Even though he's like you know with an organized team, he's easily dealt with. I, I understand that. I don't think he's like overpowered or anything like that. I just think he's a terrible fucking design for a first person shooter. Nobody wants to be a turret. Like, that's why no other games have turrets as playable characters. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just it's anti fun. As you guys talked about last week, it's not fun to play against. Um, every time I see you play a game for Bastion, I'm like, this is boring. You're literally just, you know, moving the mouse a little bit here and there, and you're just being protected by as many assets as you can. Right. Um, yeah. I, I will say 2018 in the game, I don't like the direction the devs went with bringing all these other characters who are very good at very specific roles making them more generally effective, i.e., you know, May. Um, Junkrat, I still hate what they did to Junkrat as long ago as that was. I, that, I still want him buried in the ground. Like two that, the, I think the Junkrat the comment that Jeff, that Jeff, not Kaplan, but was a Jeff, uh, what's the other Jeff's last name? Other Jeff? Uh, Gibbon? Yeah, the G-off, the Jeff with the G. Uh, <laughs> just other? <laughs> yeah, talking about Jeff. with him double hopping up into Farah, like why yes. would you not when he yeah. said like oh man i just think about somebody using the double minds to get to Farah and hit her face like why would you want that <laughs> like like that sounds absolutely horrible from a competitive but, point of but view that's exactly what really good for highlights left him great for highlights sure but then they left him in that position and he is he's still a monster um he was even more so a monster like six months ago um I mean, they they just made him so good, and then they didn't do anything about it except to raise all these other niche characters right alongside of them. Yeah, and I I don't like that direction so because I, I liked I liked the specific specializations of certain heroes, which worked really well on certain maps. Like Junkrat was amazing on first point Dorado on defense; like he would shut down that choke. That's fine if it's good for that one part of the one map. You don't need everyone to be capable in every situation they, uh, they did reduce the damage that his minds do though or at least the blast radius i think it was was it damage they or just blast need radius? to revert it back to them hurting him like yes. every other projectile yes. in the game that's it that's yes. all you gotta do and it's balanced give him two minds the minds don't hurt him but everything else hurt needs to hurt him just like every I, other projectile i don't like the fact that he can just hop into the middle of a group and just start yeah. pff, throwing shit at your feet <laughs> you know what i'm saying just start don't shit at your feet and double mine his way out as he's killing you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't like that. I do think there should be a bit more consequence to him just jumping into a group of enemies. Um, I, you know, I still, I think that his ultimate should kill him as well. Like if he just rips it and then use it, but I can let that pass. But him not getting affected by his minds at all. Well, there's a huge consistency uh, problem. I mean, Farah can right. hurt herself, but yeah. Junkrat can't. You can kill a Sombra translocator, but you can't kill uh, the firebomb from Ash. I mean, there, there's all these weird inconsistencies <laughs> that uh, really don't make sense. I, I wish that I, a while ago, it was like a year ago, they made certain changes to like make uh, certain abilities consistent across the board or certain things consistent across the board between multiple heroes. But then it's like it just went the complete opposite direction. And there's like situations where, okay, I could kill a translocator. Why can't I preemptively shoot the ashes firebomb that's coming towards me? I'm just going to look at it. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, that's why all can't I shoot balance, though. 
I understand the logic behind it, but I still agree with you, Thrill. But I understand the logic behind it because they're probably like, well, Ash is going to throw the dynamite and people are going to be shooting back and forth. So it's probably going to get shot out of the air a lot. But that tells me, like, I understand why they did it. But the thing it tells me is like, well, maybe Ash should only be using it in certain positions. Right. She shouldn't just be throwing it out like we do now. I do that shit all the time. I see a group of people. I throw the goddamn dynamite. I shoot the dynamite. That's the end of the discussion as they burn to death. <laughs> you know, like that's kind of <laughs> it. But it, I, th- I think you're right. Like you should be able to destroy it because right now the only thing that you can do is like Diva Matrix it and then move out the way. Yeah. Just move the it. hell away from it. <laughs> so that's the only option <laughs> yeah. that you got. Um, yeah. Uh, I will say huh. that uh, early in the game, I did main Junkrat for a while because I, I still love the character. Honestly, I, I love his character design. I love his personality. I just, I just like Junkrat, even if he is a spammy bastard. Uh, but it, it did feel kind of necessary to remove or at least nerf the damage they did to himself because you would find yourself constantly in situations where you should have been at a huge advantage, like a fair would chase you indoors or something uh, trying to kill you. And, that's junk rat. That should be junk rat's territory. Like as a character, is close quarters, indoors, round corners, whatever. And you'd get a random mine and just blow yourself up. And that RNG there kind of detracts from the skill in the game. You're like, yeah, you can spam with rat and do some stupid shit, but a lot more of the time, uh, you can screw yourself up trying to make an actual play with them. Uh, when the mines really hurt him a lot. Uh, so if anything. Uh, definitely don't bring it back to where it was because Junkrat was just unusable uh, at higher tiers, as uh, as uh, Spanky says. But if you're going to bring it back, bring it back much lower, you know, just kind of have like a little ding, you know. So if you're like at five health and you're panicking, then like, oh, you're going to kill yourself. Right. Yeah, I'd, ag- I'd yeah. agree to that. I, I still have a big problem with his ult as well. Um, it has a bigger blast radius than tracers. It does more than tracers. And you don't have to put yourself in a bad position and have like to stick people to get maximum damage out of it. You could just flend that thing anywhere. You, I mean, people chasing you, you just pull it and get a quad and eh, win a fight. Kind of, you know, like but it's it's so easy to kill once you, I mean, like if you have any kind of decent aim, once you get to pass like mid gold, I, I see John Greg tires killed all the time. Yeah, but did oh, you watch Owl? Jake Rat was a real menace season one. No one could kill his tire. <laughs> It came from all over the place. It came from surprise locations. He would get multiple triple and quads with him being the last man on the point. And I mean, that, it's, it's it's still that skill. Uh, I mean, that, that's all about positioning. That's that's part of the game. You know, I mean, if you if you know what you're looking for and you and you learn his tactics, then, yeah, eventually they're going to learn to avoid it. Right. And they, they did. And I guess my my concern about that begs back to Thrill's uh, talk of consistency where you have Tracer's Pulse Bomb, like I said, which is a very tough ult to get a lot of use out of, but it does less damage and lower radius than Junkrat's, which is, I think, easier to use than landing a stick on a Pulse Bomb and less risky. True, put yourself but, but you get Pulse position, Bomb so. for your two or three times for every every rip tire you get. So it's, you know, it's a trade-off there. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I know some crazy Junkrat's higher, you can get in 30 seconds, man. You spend yeah. on a choke. Especially if you're in, like, a, like a like a gold or I think even just even still like a low platinum elo because people I see people run into those goddamn grenades all the time. Yeah. I'm like, dudes, please stop taking grenades to the face. As a as your healer, please stop. 
<laughs> you know, like it, I think a Junkrat it, it, and I think a second point Temple of Anubis, uh, attacking on second point Temple of Anubis. I, I've had like nightmares playing against Junkrats <laughs> on that map. Oh my God. They get in the high ground right at the archway. And yeah. yep. it, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how skilled anybody on your team is. It, it's just such a nightmare to play against. Uh, yeah, it is, which Anubis is, in my opinion, one of the least fun maps in the game that needs com- needs to be just first completely done fun. over. Yeah, first like, points to okay. Blizzard, Anubis is their most balanced map. I thought that, that was. Uh, I thought that was ah, shit. Now I can't remember the nope. damn name of it. Clock Tower, King, uh, Kings Row. That's King's their Row. least balanced map. I could swear that was the most one. It was. Yeah. You got it reversed. I'm pretty sure. Because oh, the streets I phase King's of Row. oh, uh, me too. It's <laughs> me my favorite too. map. The uh, streets phase of King Row is so heavily attacker, um, uh, attacker oriented that mm-hmm. that's right. the big reason why everybody said it's not a balanced uh, map. Yeah, but it's fucking fun. I'll tell you. I don't know. know. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite map in Overwatch, easily. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd agree with that. I, I'd say King's Row always feels like the the most well done map, whereas Anubis always feels like one of the worst, if not the worst, to me. And that <laughs> blows my mind that it's the most balanced. It's, it's I've, the most balanced. I've had more forty five minute matches on Volsky Industries than any other map in the entire game. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> that is true. Like out of uh, all the maps, like if it's gonna go five rounds, it's Volskaya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because nobody can figure out how to hold the first point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah. But in terms of junk route, like I, my biggest gripe with him is the well i already said about you know the double mines stuff like that but with his rip tire specifically is the fact that his rip tire quiets down over time no it should not his rip tire should be loud as fuck the entire time it is out <laughs> it is a mass it does massive damage you know if i can hear a bastion click clacking away like 30 meters from me <laughs> i should be able to hear rip tire you know for from a long distance too so I mean, so there, there are tricks you can use as well, like stopping the tire. I'm sure you know that, yes. Josh. Yeah, that's that's one of the frustrations about tire for me is, again, how tricky you can be with it. So people can't just shoot it. it it's there. It's, it's on top of you. And it's not just and it's not difficult to do that either. I can see if it was like a, tr- a trick you can do or something to be difficult. Uh, and then those people are still able to accomplish it. That's a different story. Um, but no, it's not difficult to do. Right. It it doesn't seem like a glitch or anything. It seems like it's supposed to be in there. Like, you know, maybe to hide around the corner or something like that. Wait for them to come in. And, oh, here's a fucking tire, big guy. (laughs) Yeah, it is is definitely working as intended. You know, and that's something that I think they balance for the lower end, right? Because, you know, higher end players, higher tier players will still figure out how to be effective with that ultimate, right? Okay, so now you can't just pop it and use it. Now maybe you need to wait for your team to engage and then use it, right. you know? Something like that. Well, there's a novel like, concept, you know, team-based play. Yeah. You know, resources <laughs> together. It's, it's crazy. That's like when people use, like, uh, like you know, um, Farrah's ultimate just by themselves. Oh, like, yeah. Dude, like, what is the Baby, what is you doing? because <laughs> i mean you know? if you look at something like tire it pairs well with so many different other alt combinations shatter grav um i mean there's plenty of them that you could really work with even a hall you mean cc ults yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> any one of them yeah absolutely or cc so, abilities yeah yeah so for it to if you take a look at dragons dragons is useless by itself um it's very good when used in conjunction so i i don't like the idea of an ult being so powerful on its own 
but then just as powerful when used in conjunction with others. I feel like you should have a there needs to be one of the other kind of deal in balancing. I, I mean, I, I disagree. I still see uh, the tire as more of a skill shot because it is so easy to kill at, you know, anything but the lowest elos. And the blast radius isn't like ridiculous either. Like you, you can get in the middle of a group and, you know, get two kills off of it where you think you would get four or five. You know, I've had that happen a lot. Right. Well, I think the thing is, it's like, it's, um, I, I, I was thinking risk versus reward, but that might be the wrong phrase here because they're sure if the junk rat, well, the risk is losing your old. Right. But I'm saying like how easy it is for a junk rat to get his alt pulled off. Like, so yes, it is easy to shoot and kill if the junk rat pulls his rip tire and like comes in line of sight of a team, but almost any junk rat that's going to be using the alt even at like you know let's say high gold or mid plat is going to like fish that shit around like you know they're going to they're going to drive it around for a little bit they're going to go up they're going to go down they they want people to almost kind of forget about it like they they hear you know whatever the fuck he says i can't think of it right now fire in the hole yeah fire in the hole like they hear the shit and they're like oh where's the junk rat tire and then all of a sudden oh shit there's a monkey on me i gotta deal with the monkey and then junk rat tire is still like out there like just creeping (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) so yeah i think like it's like you both have like valid points like yeah you know Yes, you can shoot it and kill it, and it's not that big of a deal. Um, but at the same time, I totally see where dude is coming from, where Junkrat pulls the tire. It has 10 seconds to use it, which is a lifetime in a fucking Overwatch, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then, like, right at the last moment, you just see it fly over, you know, uh, <laughs> a wall or something like that. It's like, oh, too late. Um, I think to fix that, it will be a little bit, maybe if they reduce the amount of time you had to you know kill or you know blow up the tire you know what i'm saying um, increase right. increase the skill potential for it too you know like you would need to be better about you can't just shoot it from spawn and get it there and clean out the whole point you know you need to be a little more be- use your position to your advantage and use it there you know yeah and i think i'm biased too because i play so much ryan and it's a literal homing missile for ryan yeah. <laughs> i mean it's just anytime i hear it i'm like i'm dead that, that's, that's, a, that's a really good time to practice your fire you know or in your own fire time, strikes. practice your fire strikes. I mean, if you play with the good Ryan, uh, they'll constantly be fire striking those tires. It, it's oh, a lot of skill. That's, yeah. that's my intent. But when right. it drops on top of your head, <laughs> nothing you can do about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah I've definitely fire striked my fair share of junk red tires, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. That, like, I was oh, going to say. Fuck you. If, <laughs> yeah. if, if you we're going to talk about unfair ults, let's talk about Bob. All right. Yeah, Bob was my like, Bob did, is why I'm conflicted about Ash. Bob is why I'm conflicted about Ash because like, we all I think we all agree about the fire, you know, the dynamite. But that's like you can adjust that, right? You can you can adjust the amount of time it takes to the, the amount of time that it burns for, maybe the damage that it burns for, you know, whatever. But Bob, like, dude, like it adds a seventh player to your fucking team. I mean, we've played all played games where. At least I would imagine we've all played at this point where Bob won a point for you, like a point that you should have lost. Right. And somebody pulls out Bob at the last second. Actually, we, I, I don't know if you were playing that night, Thrill, but we had a game where the enemy team <laughs> where they basically uh, wiped us off the point. There are four of them left. Our Ash pulls out Bob right as the Ash dies. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, they're fighting Bob. Bob is going down in health. But our Anna gets around the corner 
while Bob is probably at about 600, oh, sorry, while he's probably at about 300 health, Nanos and are- Nano's Bob, oh. Bob kills their team. Uh. <laughs> it's like, dude, you gotta be fucking kidding me. That's ridiculous. I still think that Bob should replace Ash. Like, you should take control of Bob. It should be a junk spread situation where when Bob, when Ash calls Bob, Bob comes down and now you're controlling Bob. And Ash is gonna be open. Like, you can kill her while you're controlling Bob, right? But, you know, you still have Bob. Bob is, you know, he's still going to have 1,200 health. He can still have a charge where he knocks people in the air. And he can still have high DPS with his, like, or hand cannons or whatever the fuck you want to call him, right? Yeah. But I don't think he he's should basically, be automated. He's basically Barrett from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Yes, he is Barrett from Which Final Fantasy Which makes me want to like him more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think he's definitely got some work to do. But I, I think uh, Spanky said it, too. I've seen some really bad bobs. I saw one today on Route 66. We're playing defense, and they threw the bob into the cave on first point. And I'm just like, walk away. And we all walked out of the cave, and he's just sitting there shooting it. Who knows what? Um, So, like, you can really, really throw with bob. I think if you remove the ult uh, charge that Ash gets whilst bob is out, that's a big step. Because that's that's bullshit. That's such bullshit. The most ult charge I've gotten while bob was out was 65 percent yeah and that's nuts that's that's broken you can't have that i've gotten 65 percent all charge while bob was out and i think they need to um i lost it it's okay that'll come back so uh, (laughs) spanky on our chest says bob either dies or cc'd 75 percent of the time in low gold so how can he be an issue issue higher up i think part of the problem higher up is that one people deploy bob a little smarter than in lower Mm -hmm. elos i've got a good example there Except last night when <laughs> we had somebody <laughs> had their bob run off the point into a pit in uh, on um oh what was that sanctum uh, yeah it was like sanctum on uh oh fucking Nepal right so people um so people kind of deploy bob a bit better and then the team responds to it better like you know they'll put a bob out and when somebody goes like because you know as soon as bob comes out and stops. Anna is going to try to sleep him. So when he stops, Zarya bubble. You know what I'm saying? So, or you know, or something like that. That's what well, you do. Or maybe you stop the enemy team from ice walling. Or even if the enemy team, let's say they have a Reinhardt, they turn around to protect their team from the Bob. Now his back is for you. You know. Right. So there's there's a ton of reasons. But go ahead. So I've got specific examples today. Even I mean, in high masters like 3800 right now, you get ashes that will hear the audio cue of me sleeping someone and immediately throw up Bob because there's nothing we could do about it other than Ryan turns around. Oh, he shattered like, you know, a huge team fight lost. Uh, so yeah, people just throw it out a lot smarter at the same time. Everybody else is smarter. So I generally, if I know the other team has uh, an Ash and they have their ult, I'm going to just save sleep. There's no point in me sleeping the Reinhardt whenever I can sleep Bob. That's going to be popped behind me. Right. Um, right. But yeah, it's, I, I we talked about it last week. I I hate turrets in a game like this. <laughs> it's just I'm not a big fan of it. Um, but I haven't had a huge problem with Bob personally, just because he's so he, he he definitely can have an impact. But uh, like ninety ninety or or more percent of the time, he's just either deleted, slept, shielded, or you know I don't know. It hasn't really been that big of a game breaking issue to me. I'm like, Oh my God. Like again, you know, it's not like I've, I've only had that problem with Ash with, with the burn. Like I just can't stand the burn. 
Yeah. The biggest problem that I've had with Bob is uh, generally when there's a team fight going on and it might be like 4v2 or something like that and the other team's got two and it's an Ash and somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll throw out Bob and immediately just clears the team fight, even if it's just an okay Bob. If they're on the point uh, and you don't have the equipment or if your team's not equipped to deal with it, um, then you just have to give up the point, you know. And I can I can understand an ult swinging fights that way, you know, a single ult doing that, but it's not necessarily a skill shot. It's just throwing a thing on the oh, point. And that's my problem with turrets. It's not a skill shot. You know, yeah, there's nothing. I don't know where did Bob land. Oh, okay, well it's in a good spot. <laughs> that was lucky because it's it kind of hard to aim that son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> yeah. I think it's kind of the. Uh the same issue where if you have a team that's not prepared to deal with Hammond, right? How he could just completely get everybody off the point, right? I mean, how many times have you seen me knock somebody off the back of Hanamar because they weren't ready Mm -hmm. (laughs) for the Hammond coming in, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's, yeah, you know, and I mean, that's part of Overwatch, though, right? Like, you know, um, you you make the counters so that your team, um, you make counters so that you can kind of uh, unsuspect, uh, un, um, suspectingly pounce on a team, right? That's kind of what you do. Um, but I don't know if making a one character, if making one character that powerful that uh, you know they can keep you off of a point, you know, right? Where you know your team wins a fight and now somebody pops like one ultimate and the ultimate is fully automated. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't really require any type of follow-up. Even if somebody gets like a, um, let's say a huge, ult, like a shatter or something like that. Like shatter is massive. Everybody's on the ground. Still requires follow-up. May does her ultimate. Uh, still requires follow-up. Zarya gets six people in a, a graviton. Still requires follow-up. You know? Bob doesn't really require follow-up. <laughs> right. you know, that, that, that's kind of the issue. Um, I think, yeah. And Overwatch is a team-based game. So I don't think one alt should be able to just completely, like, completely dominate like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, it, it's basically like having old Bolton core that can walk and be slept. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him, him capping points, too. I, that needs to go. Yeah, like, I, you I shouldn't know. be an actual physical character model that can cap and earn points right. on that. That that should not happen. Well, on and on top of that, when you're dealing with Bob, you know you don't gain any ult charge. Nope, but Ash yeah. is still doing it. You know. Yeah, I think if anything, that should be reversed, right? I mean, just well, I don't know because you know you send them in. That's kind of like just ult sponging, and that that would make Ash really useless uh, in an ult based game like this. Yeah, I don't think you should get old from shooting him, but they need to take away her getting old. I yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think that balances it right there. There's the consistency problem again, right? So you, uh, Bob is a seventh character. Once you throw him out, he can contest a point. He could cap a point. Uh, you could heal him, but you don't get ult charge from killing him. How? How does that make (laughs) sense? I no, if he is a seventh hero and he can cap a point, why the hell can I not get ult charge? From killing him. That's 1200 HP. I think people would be a lot more careful about where they throw Bob if you got ult charge from him because 1200 HP, dude, I could. Uh, Reinhardt can get, him out. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, because like if if there's still six people on the point and they have a Reinhardt or they have a Diva, somebody that can negate his damage, then he is just building up all charge for the other team. But you might want to wait to the for the Reinhardt to be out or for the Diva to be out of mech and then put him out because at that point the te- the enemy team is probably going to spread out and try to avoid him. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like as opposed to shooting him. So I think it's like it's a more it it forces the Ash to make a better decision versus just pushing it out because you can get Bob a lot, especially if you, if you get decent positioning and cause what I do all the time is I will just get positioning over the enemy team. I'll go to spots where they're going to be grouped up, like coming out of a spawn or going through a choke point and I'll just throw dynamite down. I'll shoot it. It gets like three, four, five, six people, you know, and that helps you build your alt charge a lot, you know? So it's not like, you know, you don't get Bob all that much. Right. I've and seen, it, I've seen Deesh and Ashes have Bob every fight for like six fights in a row. And that's when it's just like, all right, that something's got to give here. Cause there's only so much you can do if they're up even it's even three, three and Bob comes out. Okay. That's, that's the fight usually because <laughs> you don't have the resources to deal with it at that point, you know? Yeah. Right. I mean, and, either. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say an idea I had for uh balancing Bob at one point. I forgot about it. Uh, but was making uh making him so six hundred worth of uh his health was like armor. Um, I I think it's armor is the one that you don't you don't get ult charge from, correct? Yeah, but I, who wants to shoot through six hundred armor? Well, six hundred regular hit points worth of armor. I don't know what that equates to, and then the right. rest of it health that you can actually so you uh make it so that you can't heal that you know, like the teammates can't heal that half of health and you don't get ult charge from that. But once it gets to the health, then you start getting ult charge for hitting him and he can be healed for it. I would say no armor, but shields instead. And that actually gives Bob even more counterplay because you can, well, actually you can hack him now and deactivate him if you're Sombra, hopefully. Right. And the Bob's focus on somebody else. Yeah. Uh, so that's one shields, thing. For sure. but, but then like, you know, if she does her, if she blows her ultimate, just to pull his shields off so you can deal with Bob that quickly. And that means more better decision-making for Ash. Whereas Sombra is Sombra alive is Sombra dead. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it gives Sombra a, a really good reason as like a, a counterpick for, for Bob, you know, for Ash essentially, you know, but so. then there's Torb. <laughs> Torb's, uh, Torb's ult melts through him. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I, this, I mean, we could talk about this all day. We've talked about it for months. No, yeah. not months, but, you know, for weeks. Uh, well, with, with Ash, but, yeah, I think, like, <laughs> she was, like, I... Ash was definitely not the character I was looking for in Overwatch, right? I, I, she wasn't. I've said it uh, for months ahead of BlizzCon that the next character, I really think they need a character that another support that has more utility that isn't healing. Like, somebody that can cleanse somebody that can keep you from getting um cc like the some type of cc protection i kind of put that onto mercy now because i think they'll fix mercy with her you know gun cocks to the side and popping out some type of fucking medi gel or something like that to keep you (laughs) that's that's what that was my one of my wants for 2019 is anti-cc support like i've I've been talking about for months and i think it just makes too much sense um it's a really good way to deal with all the CC in the game, and we need another support that's more utility based than just you know massive heals or off heals. So it it just makes too much sense for it to ha- to actually happen. So it probably won't. Um, 
hopefully we get the sideways holding pistol mercy. Hashtag yeah. angel, <laughs> or the angel, angel of, of death. death. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I kind of hope uh, they come up with a healer that does something with like putting health packs out and then does other shit and doesn't have to worry about healing. See how that would go. I think that would be an interesting, uh, an interesting I thing. Just to throw see. health packs on the ground, almost like torp throughout armor. Uh, well, not necessarily like that, but like throw a health pack station or something out that only your team could use. Like maybe have the same uh, regeneration and healing as like sombra hacked ones, like a sombra hacked mega or something like that. Maybe I think of maybe not as fast as Sombra. That shit, right? That comes yeah, it does really come back really fast. But all right, so you remember the original? Like this is years ago now. The artwork for Overwatch that had the picture of all those different heroes that we haven't seen, and there was one like robotic spider kind of looking thing. Right, it shoots webs at its teammates to counter CC, and then for an ult, it just casts a web similar to like a, a Winston bubble, but much larger. That in that area of effect, you can't CC them up. Easy, Blizzard, take it. Run with or, it. Or enemies are slowed in that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that how that works too. I think yeah. it was was Jeff Goodman or something like that but, went and talked about how much of a pain in the ass uh, Arissa was because she was a quadruped. She had four legs. He's like, we don't, yeah. we literally can't animate this. Imagine eight legs. <laughs> Get to work, well, Blizzard. I don't even care. Well, right? if you remember, like I talked about the fact that Arissa has camera problems. Like her, you're like what yeah, you she see yeah. isn't necessarily what the enemy sees. Like you could be sticking through a shield or something like that. That's kind of an issue. So they they do need to work on that. You know. Um, so right now we're, we're we're into the you know wishes of 2019. Do do you guys have, have any other wishes for 2019? I'm gonna save my other one because it's a perfect segue. But oh, okay. can go. What about Kendra? I wish I would stop coughing. Jesus. <laughs> in, in 2019. Right now. Uh, I know. Jesus, this is the current year. What is this? <laughs> uh, uh, other than the, the health pack thing, I definitely want to see uh, more consistent content release. So, uh, more lore. Big thing. Lots mm. more lore. All kinds of lore. I want it. That'd be cool. Yeah, I want lore and cutscenes. Um I want more frequent maps. Um, I mean, I, I have a tall order, but and I know it's not. I know it's not feasible, but this is, you know, it's just what I want. I want more maps. Um, but ultimately, outside of the CC anti CC character, I I really want hero ban to at least become a separate game type. I want to see it in owl first. Um, I want to see it in tournaments. I've been watching tournaments with it. It's really appealing to me. Um, they so put it in an arcade. arcade. <laughs> but like I said, we're gonna that that's that's later. That's after the next topic. Oh, is it later? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but um. Well, never mind. Yeah, but uh, there's one thing. I actually maybe two things I want to add to my wish list for 2019. One that I'm just pretty sure is just never. Actually, I don't think any of this is gonna happen. But I, I just wish, right? One, I do. Right now, Overwatch has like a zero tolerance policy for overlays essentially almost i think the only thing you could probably run is like the discord overlay or something like that and even that will give you problems sometimes. it will still close crashes i wish you know the overwatch team would open up an api for developers to grab real-time stats and then allow people to make overlays with real-time stats and sure you know if they don't want to have you know scoreboards and stuff like that in the game fine don't but let somebody else develop it and then put the scoreboard in the game with the API with the real-time stats. Yeah, I mean, that try would Try running some diamonds in World of Warcraft yeah. without a stat counter. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> it's like it, woman that, woman. I think that would be huge for the competitive community because people who want to play competitive will be running that mod, right? Oh yeah. Give right. out API keys, come up with like, you know, like a certification system. And then if you find out that that key has been exploited or whatever, ban it. That's how that works. You know, that's how all the yeah. other companies uh deal with that. So that would be great. And I think I don't know, I think I talked about it last week, but I I I wasn't sure, but I do think they should be working on more internal systems versus characters. Like they're like they're probably the biggest load they have is character creation, right? You know, they're putting out three characters, but I wouldn't mind less characters if they even did more maps, you know, or worked on more features to help the game be more enjoyable for more people. You know, like go right. ahead, yeah, put that arcade, you know, hero ban in. Put it in an arcade. See what happens. And then that makes it easier for people to run tournaments and stuff like that with Hero Band. You know? Go ahead and do it. But like I said, I don't want to get too deep into it. We'll get into it a little later. You know? But yeah. Okay. So let's hop into our next topic real quick. Let's talk about why it's not possible for uh, competitive to be fair online. And it's something that I've always known, right? It's something that I've, I've dealt with before, but I didn't really think about it too much again until I got my new monitors. I got 144 hertz monitors that I play Overwatch on. And in one week, my healing on Anna increased by 3K. In one week, I didn't get that much better in one week. I just had better equipment, <laughs> you know, that, like starting that week, uh, you know. so. It's hard for the SR system to actually gauge people online when you don't know what you're, what they're running, right? You definitely do have a better advantage advantage over other players if you have better hardware. If you have a 144 hertz monitor with one millisecond response time versus somebody who only has a 75 hertz monitor with a one millisecond response time, you have an advantage. If you have a high DPI mouse, or a mouse where you can customize the DPI over somebody who does not, you have an advantage. If you're using a mechanical keyboard over somebody who doesn't, you have they you have an advantage. Some people don't even have a, a, a good amount of desk space to play on. And if you have more desk space, you have, you know, an advantage over some over, over somebody else. You know? Like that's I think everybody can 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 would probably agree that, you know, the, the setup you have definitely it helps you out. You know? Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I'll just give an example. I've played with the uh, Proteus G502 mouse for almost since the launch of that mouse. I've had three of them, and I just liked it. I thought I liked it so much. And then I started doing some research on how everybody thinks it's like a really heavy mouse. I started to realize, yeah, you know, my aim on like Widow after two hours of playing, for example, would significantly decrease. Like I my arm was getting tired. Not, I couldn't feel my arm getting tired, but it, I, I was. So I switched, right. I switched to, um, the G pro that's like the lightest mouse available. And Holy crap. I've, I've had legitimate like six to eight hour overwatch days the past couple days. And, uh, it's like significant improvement. And it's so weird that a, a mouse preference can have such a large difference in my performance. I'm like, wow, I'm sure glad that, their widow doesn't have this mouse because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you snipe my ass. It's just, it's, it is weird. And then monitors too. I think sp- specifically your monitors using the capability of a higher refresh rate monitors and your mouse are like gigantic. 
um, yeah, so. And another thing it comes down to uh, uh, that people often forget is uh, having good quality headphones um, yep. and surround sound, things like that. Uh, I never realized how much that mattered uh, mm -hmm. until I started PC gaming a few years back. And uh, I forget what game I was playing. I think it was Dirty Bomb. Uh, it was a little game that I played. A oh, while I know back. what it is. I'm like, but you played it. <laughs> I, I, I got into it because it was it was free at the time. I was kind of broke, and True. me and me and Frank uh, were still on Sagopod, and it was actually a lot of fun. And uh, I switched from because I was just using my little tracking cans, you know, that they don't yeah. have like surround sound or anything. And I started using some open backs that had nice full, you know, surround sound that worked well with games. And I didn't realize how much it made a difference. I could hear people instead of coming from left or right. There was a guy, okay, he's in my back left, kind of high up here. Oh, there he is up there, you know, instead of having to look around like a dumbass. Yeah, right, yeah. There's all kinds of things that can give you advantage. Yeah. And the thing is, like, it's not just you, right? Like, you could have everything we mentioned. You could have a 144-hertz monitor with one millisecond response times, high deep, high mouse, great headset, mechanical keyboard. You have everything you need to be good at Overwatch. What about your teammates, though? You know, is your Anna... <laughs> yeah. Using a 144 hertz monitor, do they have a high DPI mouse? <laughs> <laughs> you know, are they hitting their shots? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's the thing, right? I think every one of my teammates is playing on an iPad with a stylus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I played a game earlier um, where the girl who was playing, who's she playing? One of the healers, I don't know. Um, Anna, she was playing Anna, and she said she was streaming. And since she read out loud, How are you streaming on an i3? I was like, Are you streaming on an i3? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, how many frames are you running? She goes, oh, when I'm streaming, like, maybe 40. Oof. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I was like, what do you run when you're not streaming? She's like, about 80. I'm like, turn your stream off. She goes, but people are watching. I'm like, no, they're not. We're in gold, dude. Like, <laughs> watching you play. <laughs> turn that shit off now. <laughs> Lou says, I think my teammates play on a guitar hero guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, it's it's kind of hard. You know, you have this SR system, which is supposed to be, you know, as fair as it can be. And, um, you know, the, the, they, we, we think the competitive, the, the, you know, the uh, they said they think that the SR system works really well and it places people where they should be. But, I mean, is that really where they should be? You know, like, if, like actually, um, uh, uh, Repeat TV. I think he, what was he, in Diamond before? And then he got a new setup. And went to Ma Grandmaster? Or was he in Masters? And he was stuck in Masters and went to Grandmaster. I can't remember. I, sure, I think he was... Masters. I know way, way back he was hard stuck in Diamond playing Ana. And then I think he switched and then got to Masters and then gradually made his way up to GM. Yeah, like he, he, he went up a rank when he got his new setup. I mean, he had the knowledge how to play. He knew what to do. But his setup was literally keeping him from do, from doing that like appropriately, right? You know? So, uh, yeah, it, it, that's why it's like, it's just not really fair to do that only because, um, you know, when you play in a tournament or they play in Overwatch, like, they're all using the same hardware, mm -hmm. the same setup, same mouse, same keyboard. And that's, I mean, that's still why, you know, land play is still supreme, even in our online, uh, you know, tournament world and the reason this is different right because you're like every people who probably been gaming for a long time like no no shit ja it's never been fair it's always been like this here's the difference accessibility accessibility is why it's different 
when I was playing UT competitively or I'm playing Counter-Strike competitively in the early 2000s, I'm playing competitively with other people who also want to play competitively. So at the time, it was a big deal having a one millisecond response time monitor. Most of us had that. You had a good gaming mouse, a good gaming keyboard. You had a space to game. You had a good mouse pad. That was standard operating procedure for competitive gamers then. Now, you can get an i3 and play comp in Overwatch while streaming. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like that. Perfect, perfect example. Actually, now that we're talking about it, if uh, if I can't get the rig actually fixed, and, and if it will actually even run Overwatch on integrated graphics, I may have to uh, do the tournament, the the Watchers tournament on an integrated i7 <laughs> graphics. Lucy so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's. <laughs> uh, uh, needless to say, I'm going to be uh, probably playing Mercy Lucio the entire thing. So. Uh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there's yeah, a thing. Go ahead. Oh, good. All right. Yeah. So there's a thing now, too, is that all this hardware, you don't have to get the flashy version of anything. A lot of this hardware is getting incredibly cheap. So, as much as it is really smart to acknowledge, hey, if you don't have these things, you are going to be at an advantage to somebody that does. It is so accessibly cheap now. If you have a PC, okay. If if you're playing on on a, on a laptop from 2010, then sorry man, I can't help you. This is a different conversation. But if you're if you're if you just have a mouse like some random Dell mouse or some random uh, keyboard that you had laying around that's got squishy keys and one of your keycaps is missing, um, you could you could find this stuff for super cheap now. I mean, you're not getting the flashy Razer $140 keyboards, but there's $30, $40 mechanical keyboards on, on Amazon now. Right. You know? There is. Like, there, like you can get uh, an economy version of gaming equipment for sure. Right. But I will say there is a difference between a $150 mouse and a $70 mouse. Oh, I will, absolutely. I, I will say that. Um, I don't know. This Wired G Pro is pretty good, and it cost me $60. I'm not saying it's not good, but there's a difference between good and great. (laughs) 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 You know, there's a a bit more, but um, no, I mean, that's, like I said, the the difference is that, like, you know, is accessibility, because, you know, you could have somebody who's just kind of getting into the game, they get to level 25, and they start playing competitive. Versus, you know, back in the day, which is, well, I mean, at this point, it's 10 years ago, 10, you know, 15 years ago, somebody just getting into the game, would they wouldn't be looking for the competitive community unless they were already in another competitive community and they're bring, being brought over, right? Which means they probably already have the equipment. But somebody who's like, is really into Unreal and they're loving the play, and they're in the forums, and now that's where they hear about competitive play. That's where they heard about the channels and IRC, so they go there, and now they're getting involved in the competitive community. Now anybody can just hop in, and that's that, you know? I mean, not to mention you get all the people coming in from console that are, like, super crazy good. Like, uh, prime example, DSP Stanky. Uh, He came from console as a Lucio player, and he switched to PC. If he wasn't so popular, didn't have the means, even if he was as good as he is, uh, he would have had a really hard time if he just didn't have the money to get decent equipment. So it's exactly like you're saying. 
Yeah. I think the, the the funny thing is, like, while people shit on Overwatch and console, it's actually the most fair place to play Overwatch. I mean, yeah, yeah, you, you can get, uh, like, one of those Xbox controllers that have the extra paddles uh, or, you know, the little thumb things for your, uh, you know, for your analog sticks. I mean, some people do cheat and use, uh, I forget what the name of that device is called, so they can hook up their mouse Zim. and keyboard. Yeah, the Zim, yeah. Zim, so yeah. The mouse and keyboard, but those people are cheaters, so they're going to go to hell, right? <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> and on console, everybody's, everybody's got the same level of aimbot, so, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that's why I, I was actually excited, uh, you know, that Microsoft is that Microsoft has enabled mouse and keyboard support for any game as long as the developer right. wants it to. Because you know how huge that would be for esports? You know, that that would be huge for esports. It'll, 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 way more diversity, right? And on top of that, it's just a level playing field across the board. You know, I guess maybe you can get a different, you can get a mechanical mouse and mechanical keyboard and some people won't get that, but it still makes it. I want a mechanical you know, mouse. Huh? My bad. I can't go mouse. My fault. You, you don't want to feel these clicks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, you know, it's still just way, it's just way more fair. I think I, I, I still, I still think the mouse and keyboard thing on Xbox is one of the biggest things that ha- that is going to happen in esports. Uh, that nobody's really talking about. That's a little Josh Adams right there. We'll see though. No, I, I agree with you on that front. It's going to be oh, yeah. a lot of exposure for a lot of people who normally wouldn't because they can't play on PC because they can't afford it. So then they can show off their skill and hopefully, you know, they get sponsored or they've been Twitch streaming and their community helps them get a PC. And, you know, that's that. Yeah. yeah, that's why you see um, if you look at console esports versus PC esports, console esports is just way more diverse. And it's not because more minorities are playing consoles. Uh, it, oh, actually, it is because more minorities playing consoles. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a true statement. That is a true statement, and it's 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 because of accessibility. So yeah. Um, so I mean, consoles are amazing for what they do for the price market point they're at right now. I mean, you spend four hundred dollars, you have four K graphics in a box that plays most things at sixty FPS. Yeah, I mean, I mean shit. it's. I mean, shit, if you want diversity, just look at the FGC right now. I mean, the the top contender in the entirety of the FGC right now is a black gay furry. Like, you don't get more diverse than that. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. And the funny thing, like, I, they, there was a picture that was, it was like a year ago or two years ago at this point where they took a they took the pictures of all the people who were casting for I think it was LCS. And they put it on an image, and they put it next to an image of all the people who were casting for Evo, and it was just like all white. I'm like, ooh, that looks so bad. It looks so bad when you look at it like that. All white versus like a diverse <laughs> array of people. And it was just funny. I mean, I think it will do nothing but help esports. Oh, yeah. And like I said, it's also even at a non-professional level. More importantly, at a non-professional level. The, the playing field is very right it's, it's really funny you say that about the demographics because in uh first stage of owl i remember thinking to myself i was like this is a pretty 
pasty crew across the board. Like, yeah, they got one chick. And then all of a sudden, randomly out of nowhere, Malik joins the crew. I'm like, I see what they did there. Yeah. <laughs> and then Golden Boy will make guest appearances. I'm like, all right, I see you, Blizzard. You're trying. Yeah. And I want to make this statement because there might be somebody listening to this rule in their eyes right now. Like, why do you got to make everything about race? It's not about race. It's about economics. Which is about race, but it's it's later on. That's later on down the tree. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like like, that—that's the reality of the world we live in, right? I'm not not like this is not us, or you know, I brought it up. It's not me saying that esports are racist. I don't think esports are racist. Uh, um, I'm not even saying like, well, the world's just racist. That's not even the case. But I mean, come on, be honest with yourself. Let's look at history and see how we got here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, not not everything is as fair or as uh, even as it could be. Over time, it will get better. But that would help. That's something that would like help. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but um, yeah. Don't expect online games to be fair. I guess it's the that's one way. <laughs> the moral of the story no. is no, but like if the, I guess that's one. That's not where I want to leave. I'm just saying like one of the reasons. And I think we kind of touched on that last week a little bit. Thrill that you know if you're having trouble in a rank or you know SR or something like that. I mean, this could be another reason, right? That right. you just don't have the right setup. So it might be something that you want to take, you know, a look at. Um, I actually repeat, he's really knowledgeable about the subject. Because obviously he got a, a really good setup. Like he got he, he improved the setup and he went from like I said, you know, masters to um, you know, grandmaster or whatever. Uh so I might see if he can do like a community episode and like talk more in detail about it, you know, because he knows things like, you know, you shouldn't be using borderless, you should be using full screen because you don't want to, you know, drop right. frames and you gotta watch out for frame skipping and the mouse and stuff like that. So I think it'd be a good community episode yeah lou says fair i'll tell have kevin hart's wage please yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think we could all all agree with that but let's hop into our community question which we said may not actually be a question it might just be a statement but we're gonna treat it like one uh from mr blue 22 he says why are people afraid of including hero bands one per team maybe and ranked with maybe one more tank slash healer there are enough characters for it to work and it would push people to form new team comps, bands and games add extra layer of strategy that could really, uh, that could be really cool to watch too. So, I'm gonna let Ben start because Ben, you are pro bands, right? I'm I'm for it. Ban it them all. <laughs> <laughs> twenty nine no, um, characters, twenty eight bands. Yeah, just get rid of all of them. I want to see just one v one Genjis everywhere, popping everywhere. Um, no, so this whole thing started picking up steam because Jane was running tournaments with a lot of the pros and uh, the tier two scene with bands involved, and one pick, you know, per round or whatever. And he was just seeing how it worked, and I watched it, and the the strategy game that it brings to the table. I think it's, it's got its hooks in me um, because you can just do so much, especially at the higher level. If you know who you're playing against, what they specialize in, what kind of comps this team normally runs, you can really throw them off their, uh, off their game by just one little tweak. Um, The funny thing is obviously everyone immediately when this came out, everyone's like, well, Briggs going to get banned. Um, Diva was actually banned more often than Brig. Um, because Diva is so obstructive in every single comp imaginable. She's never not been meta. Um, not once. 
So, and and then you start again looking at the different ideas. If you go as against a team like NYXL and you ban Zenyatta, what does Jonak look like if he's not on Zen? Because no one's ever mm-hmm. seen it. You know, it adds just that next layer of depth to this game, which I think is really interesting. I think there's just enough characters to do it right now because there's multiple of each of the six roles. Um, supports and tanks, it gets a little hairy. Um, so I definitely think it could use more heroes in those two uh, categories to flesh it out. But I think if they started at the top down, um, kind of introduced it into league play and tournaments and things like that, and then later down the road introduced a separate game mode into the client where it wasn't in comp just to really, you know, let us beta test it for everyone. I think it would bring a lot of life back into the game. I don't think it's ready for comp. Um, there's way there's not enough characters, I think, for it to be fair <laughs> um, in comp. But um, I think I think it could use some time in the oven for sure. Yeah, that's um, the biggest problem is that they're not there's not enough characters like at all you're not even close to the amount of characters that you need i i think but the biggest problem is the reason why it works in paladins is because there's a hero lock the reason why it works in league there's a hero lock there's there's a no there's no hero lock in overwatch there's no right. way you can implement a hero lock and um that's part of like that's one of the huge parts of overwatch is not having that hero lock um i don't know it I'm su- yeah. I'm super reserved to like hop on the band train, but go ahead, Kinder. I was gonna say I've I've never played Paladins or anything. Uh, when you say hero lock, what exactly do you mean? So whenever you start a match, uh, before the match starts, you're in like the lobby before you even load into the game, to that game, uh, you have you lock your hero. So you pick a hero, and for the entire game, the that entire match, you are that one hero. You can't switch. So you okay, lock in. I got you. Say you were if it were in Overwatch, I picked Reinhardt. You are stuck at Reinhardt for the entire game. Yeah. Ima- imagine that in Overwatch, right? Oh no! <laughs> it might. Who knows? Actually, it could be like something really smart. And I don't know if anybody's tried that, but well, I, I don't think it would work at all in Overwatch no, just no, because counterplay is the entire point of the game. Yeah, it's exactly. all about counterplay. Exactly. Like that's that's the kind of thing I was gonna get. At. Overwatch is built from the ground up for you to be able to switch your character mid-game. And if the enemy team has a comp that's crushing you, you have a chance to switch up that comp and deal with it because you have every character accessible at any given point in the game. The game is balanced that's why. That's why they don't have a problem having some characters that have just, like, you know, that are just, will run over your team unless you, you know, counterpick at that that time, right? You know, well, somebody picks Farah at the right time on your team. Like most characters can't deal with Farah. What are you gonna do? Stay out of the way, and that's it. What are you like? If she, if you're trying to push a payload over, like let's say, let's Eichenwald, uh, and she's just pounding you guys as you go across that last choke to the castle door, but you can't pick a character. Like nobody picked a soldier or a McCree or a Diva or something like that, and now you're locked in. It just won't work. Right, you know that 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 gives that, that they're, you're gonna get your ass kicked all game. So I mean, Overwatch is really it, it's it's balanced for you to be able to pick and counter pick, you know. And like you said, you know, it probably works professionally a little bit better because you know those you know the strengths and weaknesses of those right. teams. But basically, like you're now you're saying you can you're gonna 
if their best team, well, let's just use J. Jonak again, right? Like their best player is J. Jonak. He can carry. We're just going to make him ineffective every game. You know, great. <laughs> As opposed to figuring out a way to get better and, you know, taking him out or beating him, like, you know. Right. Like, so I mean, is that, if I, you want to solve like, one tricking, then that's the way to do it. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it does do that. Everybody knows I didn't really follow Al all that much, but isn't like, like, uh, when when they made the changes to Zen, that's kind of like when they when, when Joe Jonak kind of you know he just wasn't carrying as heavily. Oh no, right? he he still was the MVP of the league. Um, right. Everyone calls that Zen nerf the Jonak nerf. It was only there because Jonak showed what Zen can do. Right. Um. Yeah. And you know, and Zen was incredibly meta, so he's just the best one in the world, and he showed everyone why. Right. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. And and I I think and again that's just an example. I mean, the same thing could go against again Jake. You're going against the outlaws, ban Junkrat, have fun, try watch and try and play Tracer. It's a whole lot of fun. Um, but I think the teams that are doing these tournaments are smarter than just doing little microscopic one-offs, almost like troll bands. Like if you go against a team and, and you're in high uh, GM and you see Fooey on the other team, obviously you're just going to ban Torb. Um, but I think it's it's a, a level above the, t- the ban picks and it's more about what can't they do if we take care of something like D.Va. Or, you know, one of those better heroes to really see what can you do without that obstructiveness that she is. Right, I would it, s- sounds like you just want to delete Diva. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I thought it was interesting that that's who they went to ban, like, more than Brig. Oh, yeah. This is when Brig was still stunning through shields. Of, really the backbone of every high-level comp. She's exactly. so, so powerful. To see high-level teams have to think on their toes mm-hmm. and be like, all right, we can deal with without Brig, or we can, but what do we do without D.Va? Like, how do we do this? Right. And to see them have to, like, figure that out on the fly, I think that's interesting, an interesting dynamic. And then you see comps that you would never see otherwise. Right. You know, and, and that's able to change throughout each game, obviously. It's not, you know, set, it's, it's not set picks. I was going to say, I'd like to see an arcade mode uh, where, like, each game you have one or two heroes just randomly chosen for the roster band or something and see how that would go. I think that'd be a really interesting mode for that. Um, because at, for most people, uh, you're not going to be that good at strategically picking the enemy team's, you know, strong, right. strongest player or weakness or whatever. But if, if you have it randomly doing that, you know, then you have to come up, well, okay, well, now we have comps that have to deal with problems in a non-traditional way. So say you have two of your hit scans are blocked. Now you can't, uh, pay, can't pick them. Then you have to figure out how to deal with this virus, things like that, you know? Well, so in a I game know, like Overwatch, you get, you, you, you'll have this happen either. Say you have two bands per team. So like my team is picking our bands. We're voting in just like league or whatever. And you're, it would be generally, the strongest person in Overwatch, so say Diva, would get banned like all the time. And this is like high high level play, right? Or you know, whoever is strongest at the time, and then whoever is the most annoying, that is hard to deal with. So I imagine Tracer and Diva are gone all the time. And what, dude? That's like I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not super on board with that. I I don't know. Right. It's just hard for me. Maybe it's because I'm like, I like. Uh, season two, season three, Overwatch, so much, and so it's hard for me to like uh, completely turn the entire thing on its head. Yeah, that, that would suck for me too. Being you know, I, I play a lot of Diva, but right. I guess it would also take it out of the picture too, because you know, if you have somebody on your team 
that plays Tracer or Diva, then that also takes them away for you. So that's like another kind of strategic thing as well. And on top of that, it has a lot of, like, you know, because the, 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 uh, the hero band thing has been happening in tournaments. And those are, so even if they're not like super high level pro players, they're still hardcore Overwatch players, right? That'll play in an outside tournament. Right. We're talking about adding this to comp. Like, dude, like that, that's that we just said Overwatch has an accessibility issue with comp. Like, everybody plays comp, right? <laughs> and a lot of it has to do with perception. Like, Delete Brig for most of the community is just a perception issue. She's too powerful. We can't deal with her. Like, the, I think the higher levels have a super uh, valid reason for the changes they want it made to Brig, you know, because it mattered more. But down below, and like gold and even platinum. You're dying the brig because you are one v one brig and you should not be one v one brig. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. that's why you're dying. Not that she's OP, but you're playing against her incorrectly. You know it has a lot to do with perception. So we're gonna see characters get banned because people just feel like they're overpowered, like brig. You know, and then those people w- playing in their games in gold, they uh, they win because you know they there's no brig or they you know they. Uh, the characters they don't like or that they're bad against aren't in the game anymore, right? So now they get moved up to a higher tier where possibly those characters are in game and get trashed on your team. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I don't want that. You know, I, I, I just don't think Overwatch is built for it. Like if Overwatch had Hero Lock, okay, I think we that would be a bit better, right? I think Overwatch had Hero Lock, it would be a, a, a bit better because the game will be balanced differently, right? Like you can't have characters that just can completely destroy a team on their own, you know, because just because you didn't pick a certain character is going to lock everybody's locked in. But the with the with the way Overwatch works, man, like I just I I am not a fan of it. I, if they had an arcade version of it, I'd be fine with that. Go into the arcade version and play the arcade version, and maybe open up a, a ranked version. Uh, of that for arcade, you know, making one of those like short seasons or or something like that, you know. Not to mention they'd have to kind of change the way you go into games, right? I mean, what are you gonna do, hero ban at the beginning of like you know the assemble your team? Like no, like every game they'd have to put people into a lobby and then have a pick ban phase or or a ban phase, I should say. You know? I am far more in a favor of uh, having not so much restricting two two two, but restricting like three flex. Yeah, you have to have three flex, one healer, and one tank, or you know, two tanks, one healer, or whatever. However, whatever combination works out best in the testing. Uh, Blaze and Bob bring uh, you know brings this up all the time. He's like, well, in football, you have to have five linemen. You have to like it is against the rules if you do not and you play the game around that and the the weird crazy plays that come out of football um, are based around this main composition of what an offensive line and what a team looks like. And so there's really no problem with having all right, you have to have this amount of tanks or this amount. You, you still can totally run. Three tank, one DPS, two healer. You totally can. Or you could run any other combination, but you you get away from this ultra strong. It's strong for many reasons, but let's just say the incredible burst 
um, burst damage and burst heals that goats has. That's why it's so freaking strong when played right. Is because there's nothing that can really beat it other than out damaging it. Um, right. And and this is not this is not super scientific lingo or talk that I'm saying, but like mm. I think I'm getting the point across is that uh, you would stop compositions from that even even happening in a competitive you know in comp. Right. And I already get annoyed a bit that the game is balanced so much, not just because they're just balancing it, but the way they balance it. Like, they're like, oh, dive is an issue. So we're just going to go ahead and put a new character and it gets rid of dive. Oh, we don't like this, that this is happening with this character. Like, you know, it looks kind of annoying. So we're just going to make sure that character doesn't do that at all. Right. Um, I, I, I've said it before. I've said a lot of things on the show. I've been doing this show for almost fucking three years now. But, you know, like I've said it before, um, that I think they don't give the community enough time to figure out how to deal with certain aspects of certain things mm-hmm. that are going on. And now, like, look, look at what happened with Brig. Even though, like, Brig did need some balance when which came out, obviously. But, you know, the community just instantly, no, she needs, this needs to happen now. She needs to get nerfed. She needs to get deleted. You know, she, we, we, we don't want to learn how to deal with it. We just want her gone. In other competitive communities, uh, you would generally see, you know, yeah, like something super powerful, like this strat is super powerful. So people start running that strat, right? They just run, run that strat all the time. And then all of a sudden a team figures it out. Like, okay, this is how we're going to beat that strat. And then they beat that strat. And now other people start running that, you know. And maybe the next strat becomes most powerful. People are running that. But then, you know, the teams have time to develop new strategies for the game. Or, you know, as opposed to having the developers just, you know, babysit them and deal with it on their own. I think Dust 2 is one of my favorite examples, right? Now, Dust 2 1.6 versus Dust 2 and CSGO versus Dust 2 and CS Source does have their differences. I 100% understand that. But how many changes were made to those maps while they were being played competitively during those games times, you know, and how versus how many strats people figured out on them? I mean, there's still people who figure out new strats for for Dust Two on one point six, yeah. you know, yeah. and, that, <laughs> and that's because the community, you know, that that's because the, the the hardcore community, the competitive community, figures out new things all the time. They take the games to their limits, and Overwatch just doesn't have the opportunity for that to happen. So yeah, I don't I don't like the idea of restricting teams to two two two. Um, I get the football analogy, right. but you actually don't have to have any offensive linemen. You just have to have a Five certain number of people lined up on the line of scrimmage. They could be spread all the way across the field. Right. Doesn't mean it's effective, but you can do that if you mm-hmm. want. Um, in Overwatch, if you run six DPS, it's probably not going to be very effective, but you can do it. Um, mm-hmm. I love the freedom of being able to choose that because then you can run triple tank. You can run wonky comps like in contenders right now. The best counter to goats is quad DPS. Um, and then I've seen on streams, Sim, Bastion, and Arissa right. destroying goats. Um, so as Ja said, and I, I talked to him about this, I think a couple years ago, if they give the players time to figure out how to work around it, they'll do it. I promise you the internet is a big enough place. People will figure out the counter and it's, it's, I think it's more healthy for the game for players to learn how to deal with comps rather than just nerf them or constrict people into two, two, twos. Because then at the end of the day, when it does get balanced, quote unquote, it'd be cool to see triple tank 
uh, dive, all these things be viable on different maps. Right. Because people have all these different tools in their pockets. They've seen it before. So now they know how to counter. I think countering comps is more interesting than counter picks. Right. And the more right. comps that we see, like goats, which came out of nowhere from a contenders team, you know, the pros didn't even think about it. But I guarantee you, an Overwatch League starts, you'll see a lot of teams destroying goats because they have tricks up their sleeves that no one has seen yet. And then once people see it, it's just like pirate ship. The first time people saw it on pros, it's all you saw then. So once people are seeing what that counter is, that's all you'll see then. Oh, they so. they know the counter, and the name's Banff. so i'll Uh, say oh yeah yeah i'm just gonna say one more thing and then we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here um i think you people need to remember because i always think about what the developers intended with the game how they meant the uh the game to play and how that's still built into the dna of overwatch right i think the people need to remember that when this game came out the developers wanted you to have so much freedom in the game in terms of compositions and how the game played out that in competitive, there was no heat, there were no lockouts, there was no hero locks, right? Like at all. You could have six Torbjorns on your team in the original competitive Storm, Overwatch. That shit was nuts. Six they, want, they, they did that shit on purpose because they were like, well, we want to see what type of comps people put together. Like, what if they have two Divas? Or what if they have two Reinhardts? Or what if they have three Bastions? What happens? You know, that's how much freedom they wanted you to have with composition. <laughs> I've got a funny thing okay. with that. Oh, my God. Playing playing, uh, playing Unlimited or uh, no, no Limits. We, we went six yeah. Ashes and all threw Bobs out at the same time. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a 12v6 at that point. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's how much free... And that DNA or that thought process is still baked into the heart of Overwatch. You got to think about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's, that's basically where I'm going to leave it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start wrapping up here. Uh, let's see. Monthly community episodes. I'm hoping to get... I, I do believe we're going to have some out this month. We have Actually, I got us some really good suggestions this month, and I'm really happy. We just got to get them scheduled, and now that the... Uh, now that the holidays are over and we're getting back to normal, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting the community episodes in. So just look out uh, for those soonish. Um, I'm going to talk about it again. We do have the Discord role ranks or rank roles in Discord. Uh, you can join those and then hopefully you're, um, you know, play with people in your rank. Or even if you're willing to help somebody in a lower rank, if you can play with them, that will be awesome. We are looking for specifically well not specifically but we're definitely looking for players who are playing in lower tiers like bronze and silver that's what i see the most people want to play with there and bronze and silver looking for other people to play with uh so they can you know you guys can climb out together so definitely check that out the instructions are in the pc lfg channel and like i said i said you have to have at least community the community role to use it so if your name isn't green in discord you need to message like me or another admin and we can get you uh rolled up properly all right uh community events this friday is the yeah this friday is the xbox game night um so i'm gonna try my best to be there i do believe i'm gonna be able to make it It usually starts a little late but i'm gonna try my best to to be there because i do have my setup set up now so 
um yeah i would if you're gonna if you're on xbox definitely check it out mellow yet he's probably gonna be posting about it soon um but yeah it's like the first friday of every month so it should be this friday don't know about any ps4 game nights this uh this month yet um death squad usually lets me know when those are gonna happen so i will keep you guys up to date uh also the tournament uh the 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 watchers tournament starts this saturday Hold on. Starts it on the sixth Sunday. Starts Sunday at one second. Uh, I am in the wrong channel here. In the Sunday at eight PM Eastern Standard Time. Twitch.tv slash The Watchers OW. The first matches are going to be played, so definitely check that out. I'm checking my schedule now. I might be a caster. For one of those matches, or maybe a few of those matches, depends if Refuse will have me and if I can make Ooh. the time for it. Oh, and I know Refuse will have you. He's been looking hard for casters. So I'm, I'm yeah. actually in the same boat as you, Josh. I was talking to him earlier about it. Yeah, so I'm, ch- I'm actually I'm probably going to check- do a couple of them. Yeah, I'm probably going to. We should. We need to do them together because I, I already said there's a couple that he wants to do. He wants two people for. So yeah, like I already right, said, cool. like I have not casted Overwatch before, but he says. Hey, we just need somebody to talk about Overwatch. Oh, yeah, I can talk about Overwatch while we're doing yeah, it. You did all Make day. funny puns and stuff like that. Like, uh, that hey, guy uh, needs the Christian Bale. If <laughs> you I know, <laughs> what that hammer do? Like, I'm trying, I'm working on my puns now. Like, <laughs> hey, if I'm unable to play, I will definitely cast. Uh, yeah, that, I was already going to cool. send you a schedule, Kinder, and see if you could link up on one of the double dates. Yeah. Hey. Oh yeah, double hey. dates. <laughs> getting going. Uh, if I'm oh, not yeah. playing, uh, if I'm unable to play in the tournament due to my PC, uh, or if it's a day that our team's not scheduled to play, I'll definitely cast one. Yeah, so I'm definitely I'm, I'm looking to see which dates I have available because uh, it seems like it'll be a good time. So, but yeah, like I, I just want to say, make sure you check out the tournament, support community initiatives like this. Refuse put a lot of work into it. The Watchers uh, Discord put a lot of work into this, so I would definitely check it out um additionally prepare to attack we are still working on content for attack we're gonna get the ball rolling on prepare to attack again now that the holiday is over so stay tuned for information on that we normally i say we live stream every tuesday at 9 p.m eastern standard time we try we really try but we usually start between 9 and 10 o'clock <laughs> all right i just gotta start being honest uh with with that okay but we do stream every tuesday um on twitch.tv slash matches buttons we love to have you here and join the chat the chat was great tonight thanks a lot guys for you yeah, know a lot of people yeah, yeah. For, for for coming in and talking to, talking to us with us i mean who knew for two episodes straight we could talk about 2018 who knew <laughs> <laughs> uh, additionally uh, we want to hear about your overwatch stories and aloof, I, he, I think I'm pretty sure it was aloof that sent me that sent a, put a message into Discord a, a couple of uh, weeks ago asking how to send an Overwatch story. I'm still waiting unless I missed it. But yeah, it's uh, Discord.me. Oh God, no, sorry. It's uh, you can send us Overwatch. Actually, I'm gonna get into our uh, email and contact information here in a minute to uh, if you want to send in your Overwatch stories. And additionally, we do have a PS4 uh, community and Xbox One club. So especially for like this Friday's. Uh, game night you know please join the xbox one club if you want to you know hop in with us and you know play some play some games it's not competitive we generally just do quick play and if we get enough people we might be able to put some lobbies together you know uh but yeah we generally just do quick play we have a good time you get to hear you know what's going on in people's background because you know it's console 
It was kind of funny sometimes. <laughs> I would definitely check it out. And like I mentioned earlier, we do have the Discord, which is discord.me slash buttons, and we would love to have you there. I always like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch. If you're on Facebook and you want to join a Facebook community that has a lot of great Overwatch players, Heroes of Overwatch is where you want to be. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we'll go ahead and give you our social information. Our um, The Twitter for the show is twitter.com slash watchpointradio. You guys want to give out your social media? Why don't you go ahead first, Thrill? Yeah, so uh, I've been streaming more on Twitch, and that's just at ThrillTrill. And you can find me on Twitter at, at ThrillTrill. I usually um, announce on Twitter and I'm about to go on since I don't really have a schedule that I go off of. Right. Um, on Twitter, you can catch me at the Dudabides underscore B. Um, yeah, feel free to hit me up, play some games, whatever. And you can find me on Twitter at NerfKinderPlease. That's PLS. You can find me on YouTube by the same name. Uh, obviously, I haven't gotten to work on any videos since my computer took a shit. Uh, but as soon as uh, we start hitting goals with that, uh, with that GoFundMe and I get this thing back on the road, we'll be getting more video content. Incoming duck hunt memes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right I'll, I'll my, be for uh, tonight. Yeah. As Kinder dies. Yeah. I don't know why my, it is uh, tonight. I'm coughing like a madman. Kinder oh. just got nerfed. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. my uh, Twitter is twitter.com slash church of Ja. I might be changing that. I think I need to, my, my, my solo account's called Shinja or Shinja. I might uh, just change my Twitter account to that so that I can remember to play the fucking account and it won't decay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I'll, I'll try to, uh, I'll, I'll see about that. But for now it's church of Ja. Um, like I said, here's a contact level for the show. If you want to reach out with comments or questions or Overwatch stories, you can email us at wprmashesbuttons.com or you can uh, message us on uh, Twitter <laughs> or you can message us on uh, Discord. And those are probably the best ways to get in contact with us. If you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others and also to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. If you want to take your support a bit further, you can become a Patreon on patreon.com slash watchpoint radio you can buy merch from our teespring store which is teespring.com slash store slash match those buttons and you can also become a twitch subscriber so yeah really do appreciate that for those who do you know support us being a, uh, being a subscriber or a patreon or brought merch and i encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows and with that we are done thanks a lot guys thanks for listening and uh we'll catch you guys next week Hashtag bring big chocolate back. (laughs) (laughs) Later. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, 
and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, and youtube.com slash mashthosebuttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community, so just go to discord.me slash mashthosebuttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.